No, that, I mean, if somebody robbed your house last night, you wouldn't roll over and say, oh, well, you'd want to find out, you want the cops to find out who did it and want them prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. So our nation has been robbed. So I feel like we should demand that the justice prevail and those who are criminally negligent should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. I feel like. I mean, if they get away with this, it'll be even worse. Yeah, it'll be even worse. I I said yesterday and uh, on on Facebook, it it will be as though hell has vomited upon the face of the earth. Uh, Let's let's sing. Let's don't dwell on that right now. Let's sing. Amen. All right. Number 52. Praise him, praise him. Jesus, our blessed redeemer. Let's stand together. Praise Him, praise Him, Jesus our blessed Redeemer. Sing, O earth, His wonderful love proclaim. Hail Him, hail Him, highest archangels in glory. Strength and honor give to His holy name. Like a shepherd, Jesus will guard His children. In his arms he carries them all day long. Praise him, praise him, tell of his excellent greatness. Praise him, praise him, ever in joyful song. Praise him, praise him, Jesus our blessed Redeemer. For our sins he suffered and bled and died. He, our rock, our hope of eternal salvation. Hail him, hail him, Jesus the crucified. Sound his praises, Jesus who bore our sorrows. Love unbounded, wonderful, deep, and strong. Praise him, praise him, tell of his excellent greatness. Praise him, praise him ever in joyful song. Praise Him, praise Him, Jesus our blessed Redeemer. Heavenly portals, loud with hosannas ring. Jesus, Savior, reigneth forever and ever. Crown Him, crown Him, prophet and priest and king. Christ is coming over the world victorious. Power and glory unto the Lord belong. Praise Him, praise Him, tell of His excellent greatness. Praise Him, praise Him, ever in joyful song. Well, praise God. It's good to be in church this morning. Amen. And I know we have prayer requests this morning. So go ahead, let's start. I got one right off the bat, and it was mentioned this morning. Uh, Miss Joanne mentioned it, but my, my wife had told me on the way to church, a little girl, uh, Gabby Barbary, we've been praying for who needs a heart transplant. She has she has a donor, and uh, that means somebody passed away, and, and we need to pray for that family, uh, whoever lost their loved one. But praise God, yeah, he made a way for her, and she's, she's fixing to go undergo surgery today to have that transplant. So let's pray for that surgery to be successful and for Gabby to have a fresh start on life and for God to help her to get past the uh, all the, the rejection and everything else that goes on. Somebody walking around the building there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, other prayer requests this morning. 
we mentioned before we started about uh, the continued issue with the election, and we'll and we'll you know God God's going to see God's going to see this thing through. I do believe I, I have faith, and and I'm going to tell you something else. Let me just say this: Let's don't forget what we've learned over the last four years. This president, when you hit him, he hits back twice as hard. And he's been playing 4-D chess while they've been playing checkers. <clears throat> Remember this, too, and I don't care that this goes out over the airwaves. I really could care less because I feel how I feel. Um, Joe Biden announced about a week ago, I don't know why he said it. They said, oh, it was a gaffe. Well, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And he said, we have the most extensive, uh, I can't remember all the adjectives he used, but the most extensive voter fraud organization in the history of politics. He said that. He said that out of his own mouth in his own video. Now, if, if a man is held according to his words, they've got him. He said it. And there's enough evidence to show that exact, that's exactly the case. And there's been enough of this go on before to know that it has happened in the past, and so it's likely that it's happening now. You have the company that made the software for the voter machine, uh, Dominion Software it's called, and it's, it flipped 6,000 votes to, to the Democrats in Michigan, and once they fixed that, the county flipped back in the red. So there, that software was used in almost every state where there's issues. So they're going to get to the bottom of all this, but let's just pray that – you know, I thought of that old thing that people used to type on the typewriter. Now is the time for all good men to come to the aid of their country. And if there was ever a time that straight was true, it's now. And so I pray for all the men across this nation who are trying to do the right thing for our country. Pray for their safety, pray for their protection, and pray for their grit and their diligence and their aggressiveness to get to the bottom of the truth. And, and that's really what we've got to pray for, for people to really stand on what they know to be true. Um, other prayer requests this morning. Yes, Miss Charlotte. Your household. Yes, ma'am. Anybody else? Anything else? Surely we've got prayer requests. <clears throat> okay, let me just mention this while we're standing, and I think most of you already know, but back in the kitchen area on the table there and up on the countertop, uh, I, I sent a message to a pastor friend of mine who has a printing ministry, he has a track printing ministry up in Sharon, Tennessee, Brother James Melton. And I and I asked him for a sample of what of what all he prints. Well, he sent me a sample of everything they print. So I've got it laid out. It covers an entire table and it covers halfway down the countertop. Uh, we're not going to get all those naturally, but what I want you to do, there's a box sitting there. I want you to go through and I want you to look at the tracks there. Take your time, look through them. If you see some, these are not like our regular tracks where we have our name and address and everything on the front. And, and you walk up or walk up somebody or knock on a door or anything like that. This is for you to like you get to eating somewhere, you fold it up in a five dollar bill and leave it in a chip bowl or leave it on a table or, or leave it in a bathroom or, or, or leave it on a countertop or put it in a gas pump or stick it under somebody's windshield wiper or, or in the door of their car or under the door handle, anywhere like that. This is something you can just take and leave. So look at them because they all like I said, they all they all come from different angles, but they all end up at the same place. So there's the one on the pandemic. There's, Lord, there's one on being a redneck. I mean, there's one on all kinds of things. You, anything you can think of, come up with. There's, there's, there's something. So what, if you find one that you'd like, that you say, man, I'd like, I'd like to carry that in with me and give that out, take that one and put it in that cardboard box. 
Okay, everybody's going to see something different, and I have no problem with that. We can get fifty of of whatever we pick out. Uh, there are some booklets back there as well. Those will be helpful. I'd probably like I'd probably like to get a few of those to have here on hand in the church in case somebody's got a. It's like what the Bible says about the Roman Catholics or the Church of Christ or the Mormons or the Jehovah's Witness to help you to be informed on how to talk to somebody. That's what there's a wealth of Bible information in there. So look at it. Take your time. I'm gonna leave it out probably through next Sunday morning, and then we'll we'll figure out what we're gonna order and we'll place an order. Yes. Okay, we'll 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 take it up before Saturday. So between now and Saturday, pick out what you like. Okay. So take your time and do that, and 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 come early if you don't if you don't have time to do it this morning. Come early tonight and look at it. Uh, but anyway, any other requests before we pray? All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's ask God to meet with us this morning, and Robert leads in prayer. Amen. You can be seated.
we shall meet on that beautiful shore. Amen. 302. 302. Jesus loves even me. Amen. Aren't you glad of that this morning? Praise God. I am so glad that our Father in heaven tells of his love in the book he has given. Wonderful things in the Bible I see. This is the dearest that Jesus loves me. I am so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. I am so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves even me. Though I forget him and wander away, still he doth love me wherever I stray. Back to his dear loving arms would I flee when I remember that Jesus loves me. I am so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. I am so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves even me. Oh, if there's only one song I can sing, when in his beauty I see the great King, this shall my song in eternity be. Oh, what a wonder that Jesus loves me. I am so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. I am so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves even me. Amen. Thank God he does. Let's turn to number 55. Number 55, when we all get to heaven, and we know that we uh, we ain't all going unless we come through the blood of Jesus. Amen. That's the only way to get there. Number 55. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansions bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, We'll sing and shout the victory. While we walk the pilgrim pathway, clouds will overspread the sky. But when traveling days are over, not a shadow, not a sigh. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Let us then be true and faithful, trusting, serving every day. Just one glimpse of him in glory will the toys of life repay. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Onward to the prize before.
gold. Soon the pearly gates will open. We shall tread the streets of gold. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Praise God. We're going to shout too. I mean to tell you, when we see Jesus Christ, we're going to lose all dignity we ever had. I'm telling you. You'll be like a kid at a birth at a birthday party. Amen. You'll be a squealing and a kicking and jumping and happy like you've never been when you see Jesus. Amen. Praise God. I thought of this song yesterday. I never sang it before, but uh heard it once or twice. Well, I used to have the CD. I've heard it a lot, but never sang it. Pray for me this morning. It really touches my heart. My heart's broke for my country. And that's what this is about. They left their homes in America to cross the ocean white and blue they carried their cross not carrying the loss so other souls could hear the truth but the light's grown dim in America Sin will be our country's doom. We need more preaching in America. For Jesus Christ is coming soon. Who will go to America? Land of the red, white, and blue. Tell me, brother, why not you? Our Savior sent his children forth To go to every land To the islands and the uttermost to find forgotten land But the most forgotten mission field Is within our country shore So who will go to America She needs Jesus Christ the Lord Who will go to America, land of the red, white, and blue? Who will go to America? Tell me, brother, why? 
hard to sing. My heart's broken. Uh, my heart is truly broken for my country. It's hard to even talk about, honestly, without just without just absolutely breaking down and blubbering like a little child, and I've done that. I sat on my back porch yesterday trying to sing that song and cried like a little baby. But I realized something. President Trump could never make America great again. It's us. It's us. It's our job. And maybe we sat back and watched him try to do it without us. But we've got to be the ones who make America great. If it's ever to be great, again, it'll be because God's people stand up and preach the gospel. It's not demand our rights because that will only go so far. It's you change the hearts of those around you. And that's the only way America can ever, America can ever be uh, godly again as if God's people turn back. And that's the only way we'll ever be, uh, we'll ever prosper again will be if God's people turn back. But I don't want to dwell on that this morning. Amen. We, we'll pray about that. And if you're not praying about that, I, I, I feel for you. I hope you are. I really, I think you are. And I hope you will continue to. And I do want to encourage you again. Do not give up hope. Do not give up hope. I, I, listen, I, I tell you what it does to me. It, it fires me up. If, if you really want me to be honest with you, uh, we've, we've kind of coasted these last four years because, you know, we, we had prosperity in front of us. We kind of coasted. I, I, remember, I remember when Obama first got elected, and I said, this is it. This is the end, you know. And, I mean, I, I went to preaching harder than I'd ever preached before. I, I, I mean, like, like a man on fire because it's the end. We've got to do something now. I mean, and, and that's 12 years ago, 12 years so we had a little grace period. I don't know if we're going to continue with this grace period or not, but I can tell you this. We better make the most of what we have right now while we got it. If you don't use it, you'll lose it. I guarantee you that. So let's turn in our Bible this morning. John chapter 17. Having said all that, let's kind of cleanse the palate. Let's get into the Bible. Let's see what the Lord has to say. I got something good for you this morning, and I want to share something good with you this morning. And I don't want you to go out of here down in the dumps and in the mully grubs because of the political climate, because the political climate has always been there, and it'll always be there as long as this world's here, and it'll always be corrupt because it's always been corrupt. Amen? Nothing new under the sun. The Bible tells us that. Amen? There's always been this. And so let's look at what Jesus said to his people in the Lord's High Priestly Prayer, John 17. And I got news for you. We haven't got but one verse we're going to look at this morning. And I'm really ready. It shouldn't be that long if, we can get, if I can get started. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But I'm going to do something that you're probably going to roll your eyes when I do. I'm going to read from the beginning of this chapter. But and I want us to remember the context. I want us to remember the things the Lord has said. So let's begin there at the first of chapter 17. The Bible says, These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify thy Son 
that thy son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, which, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Now have they, now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have surely have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. And all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. I, and I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou hast given me, I have kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall be, believe on me through their word, that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me I have given them, that they may be one even as we are one, I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. In our text verse this morning, Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. Let's pray this morning. Father, I come before you, Lord, and I kneel before your throne, Father, and I ask you for power today. Lord, my heart is very heavy, very heavy with sorrow, Father. Lord, I, I'm broken over my nation. I'm broken over the, Lord, just over the laxness of your people in our nation to do what we've been called to do. Father, I'm broken over my own life and my own failures, Father, but I'm thankful that I'm complete in Thee through my Savior, 
Father, I pray that, Lord, you show us this morning just what a blessed Savior we have. Lord, let us look upon him, Lord. May we gaze upon the brightness of his glory. Lord, may we get a glimpse of what we'll see when we cross over, Father. I pray, Lord, for you to give us, Lord, this morning, Holy Ghost power and vision this morning to look into the Scriptures, Lord, deeply and to see what is there. And, Lord, we just give you the praise and glory. We ask your forgiveness of sin in our life. Cleanse us, fill us with your Holy Ghost, and make us ready to receive your Word. And we pray now for those who are lost who will listen in with us this morning by way of the Internet. Lord, we pray for their salvation. Father, we pray for the restoration of a wayward saint. And, Lord, we pray for the strength of those who are weak. Father, I just pray you'd help us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, notice notice with me in verse 24. I just want you to notice the words of Jesus. Father, I will. Now, he's not saying I will do something. He's saying I will. He's saying, this is what I want you to do, okay? When he says, I will, this is my will, my desire, the desire of the Son of the living God. He said, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me. Now, let's just look at it for what this is. This is a prayer for the glorifying of all those that are given to Christ. He's not just talking about his disciples there, but again, we're talking about all believers through history, all that will be a part of the redeemed at the end when all is made right and all that are in hell will be cast into hell and all that are around the throne of God worshiping him will be there. We're talking about all of us there. So this is Jesus praying. This is Jesus expressing his desire to the Father for the glorification of all the saints of all time. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am. Now, first of all, I want to look at, at the connection of this request that he's making with those that he made before. And what has he prayed for? He's prayed, first of all, He's prayed for God to preserve his saints, for him to keep us, for us to be in him. For us, um, he, prays, he prays for, uh, for the Father to keep them in this world. That We're not of this world, but we're in this world, and he's praying for the Father to keep us while we're in this world. That's Jesus' desire. That's why I don't go around afraid all the time. The Bible says we're accounted as sheep for the slaughter, but I don't go around worried and afraid all the time because I know that Jesus desires for the Father to keep me. And his Father's desire, it's Jesus' desire that the Father keep you. Now, when I say keep you, we're kept eternally secure in our salvation, and I believe you know that without me having to go down through Scripture. Listen, we're secure in salvation through the blood of Jesus Christ. We can't ever lose it because we didn't earn it to begin with. He gave it to us, so it's ours to keep. Amen? I always like that, what they say on the game show. If you win a prize, it's yours to keep. Amen? If you get salvation through the blood of Jesus, it's yours to keep. Amen? Hallelujah for that. But he's also saying that he's praying, he's praying for, for him to sanctify us, not just to keep us in this world, because, I mean, just him keeping us in this world and protecting us and watching out for us and keeping us eternally secure, that's, that'd be good enough. But no, he wants more than that. He wants, again, he wants us separated from the rest of the world unto himself for his use and his purposes. 
Okay, so he's praying for that, that we're sanctified or we're separated and set apart for God and for his use, amen? And then he's also prayed for him to unite us. Now, we're not united uh, like we're going to just throw all the doctrine out the window and all sacrifice truth on the altar of fellowship like some outfits do. You realize that? When you have, and I'm just going to say this, I didn't, get, I didn't intend to get up and say this, but when you have a non-denominational church, do you realize Everybody has to throw doctrine out the window to unite on the altar of brotherhood. God doesn't do that. What we unite around, we, we unite around the truth. That's our common bond is that we believe in salvation by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That salvation is not of works. It's of, it's of grace and nothing more. <clears throat> so now he's praying. Again, for us to be united, uh, united around the gospel. Again, it's the center post that everything in our life's to tie to. But he's praying for our glorification, that God would crown all these other things he's given us, these gifts, crown us with, our glor- with glorification. Now, I don't, I don't feel like I deserve glorification, and I know you don't either. And none of us do. There's nothing about any of us that deserves any glory at all, and I, and I think we'd all attest to that. But the truth of it is, I mean, listen, let's, let's just cover this first of all. Do you seek to give God glory with your life? That's a question you need to ask yourself. Do you seek to give God glory with your life? Did you know that I would, I would guarantee you if I asked that same question down the street at the Catholic Church, every one of them would shake their head too. So yeah, I intend to. I bet if we drove over to Paris and went to the, 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 uh, the Mormon church and ask them in that congregation, do y'all seek to give God glory with your life? They'd all say, yeah. I bet if we went to the Jehovah's Witness Kingdom Hall down here at the outskirts of town and asked that same question, do you seek to give God glory with your life? All of them in there would probably say, yeah. Well, the thing of it is, you have to ask for grace first before you ask for glory. I think a lot of people in this world try and say they're seeking to give God glory with their life but they didn't come through the blood. You know, the Bible says in Psalm 84, 11, for the, God, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. The glory only comes because the grace has been applied. Amen? And listen, a person, a person who's, who's living a, according to a system of works can't give God any glory, can they? No, they're trying to earn their own glory. Listen, there's lots of, like I said, there's plenty of people who'd say, yeah, I'm thinking to give God, God glory, but you've got to do it the right way. I don't say that for you here this morning because I know you know that. I say that for those who are listening in because somebody may be lost listening to us and have no idea. They think, oh, I can just give God glory in my life and he's going to let me into heaven. It don't work that way. You must come God's way. You must come by way of the cross. You, come, you, you must come by way of salvation through, through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, God's not a foolish builder who built upon the sand without a foundation. He would be if he, if he glorified. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm jumping ahead of myself. He would, okay. He would be if he were to glorify somebody he'd never separated for use. Christ is our foundation. But you know, the Bible says the word in Matthew 7, 26 and 27, And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the wind blew and beat upon that house and it fell 
and great was the fall of it. A man builds his house on sand. Sand's movable. It will not hold him up, and it will fall. And those who try to build their faith on a system of works, and it, it will never stand. It has to be the foundation of Christ and nothing more. God's not a foolish builder. He will not set somebody to do something for him where there's no foundation. And he's not a foolish builder who began to build and not able to finish. He wouldn't sanctify somebody he wouldn't glorify. If God sets you apart, what I'm trying to say, my friend, is if God has set you apart for his service, God is going to finish that in you. God is going to work through you to the finish. You may say, well, I can't. I just don't know how I'll ever finish for God right. God can work it out through your life. Luke 14, 28 through 30 says, Which of you intended to build a tower and sinneth not down first, and counteth the cost, whether you have sufficient to finish it? Lest happily after he hath laid the foundation, he's not able to finish it, saying, uh, Finish it, all that, all that behold it began to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish it. No, God isn't going to start a work in you and not finish it. No, the Bible says in Philippians 1, 6, being confident of this one, of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. Christ is going to finish his work in us. Amen? You say, well, I just don't feel, I just don't feel worthy. None of us are. I just don't feel like I've done enough. None of us have. None of us will. Praise God, it's not based on our merit, it's based on His. Isn't that good? Does that say, well, that's a license to be lazy, preacher? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not at all. But praise God, my glory is not based on me, it's based on Him. Let's listen to His request. Look at it there, verse 24, the first three words. Father, I will. Just like he did in the beginning, he speaks to God as his Father. And that's the way we're to speak to God. We're to call him our Father. But see, Jesus says something different here. When he says, when he says the Greek word fellow, which is I will, fellow, he's, he's speaking a language that only he can speak. You and I can't go before God and say, God, I will this. No. We don't have the authority to do that when we go to God in prayer. We, we, we say, God, I ask you, please. I pray that you do this. I ask, I ask, but we don't come up and say, God, I demand. I don't know anybody's got enough nerve like that to come to God and say, I demand you do this. On what authority? But see, when Jesus says that, Jesus can do that. Why? Why can he pray with authority like that? Because he paid for what he prayed for. You hear what I'm saying? He paid for what he prayed for. Us. Us. Father, I will. This implies that Christ has authority to intercede on our behalf. His word spoken with power in heaven is spoken with power on earth. He entered with his own blood as our mediator into the holy place with his own blood, his own righteous blood, and he applied it to the mercy seat for me and you. I believe he has authority. Amen? He interceded there, listen, with omnipotent effectiveness. None could do what Christ did. 
all-powerful effectiveness, completely and thoroughly and absolutely and positively done, finished, finito, completed. He intercedes as king. He intercedes as high priest. And he intercedes as the sacrifice. He's all of it. Yes, he has He has the authority to go to the Father and say, Father, I will. He has a particular authority. Verse 2 shows us over there. It says in verse 2, As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. He has the power to give eternal life. And since he has that power, he says, Father... I will. If our minds could only comprehend the extent that he humbled himself in leaving heaven's majesty to come to this filthy old earth for me and you. If we could just fathom what he left for us. And I know we can't in this side of glory, but we can try. I mean... All I can think of is the perfection of heaven. All I can think of is the absolute serene perfection of heaven. There's nothing amiss, nothing wrong in heaven. Everything is perfection. And then I look at this world. Stay with me this morning. I look at this world that we're living in right now. You say, well, this is much worse than it was when Jesus was walking around. I don't think so. I think it was probably worse if you want to know the honest truth. When Christ came. Now, was there the same amount of vileness and perverseness everywhere? I don't know that there was. But there was an absolute disregard for God and for his truth. There was a system of works in place. It had been, God's, God's, God's message had been corrupted down through the years. There were some who still looked for the Messiah, but there were so very few who did. It was a mess that he came to. And even though he humbled himself, he was still God in the flesh. And he had the authority while he was here on this earth. He's about to complete salvation's plan and take his rightful place at the right hand of the Father in heaven. Though he's a servant now on his way to the cross, authority and his power will be on display when he comes a second time in glory as a great judge, and he's coming as a judge, and he's going to judge this whole world, and all these who think they're pulling a fast one, all these who think they're getting away with something, he's coming as a judge. And he has the authority to say, I will. I want this, Father. And I want you to look at the request itself. He says that they also, that's us, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory. Amen. Now, he's not saying standing in the, right next to the bridge to go over to the Garden of Gethsemane. That's not what he's saying. They may be where I am because they're standing literally where he is. That's not where he's referring to. He's saying that all the redeemed Father might come to be with me in heaven at last to see my glory and to share in my glory. That's what Jesus is saying to the Father. Father, that's what I desire. 
that they, all mine, are there sharing in my glory. That's hard to get your mind around, isn't it? <clears throat> Can I ask you a question? What makes us hope for heaven? What makes us, is it just to escape the fires of hell? Is that the only reason why we hope for heaven? No. To some who hear, who, who've heard of heaven and hell, they may think that's the only reason a person would ever want to get saved is to escape the judgment and fires of hell. But that's not, that's not why I want to go to heaven. Why, why should we hope for heaven? What, what does the happiness of heaven consist of? I'm going to tell you, three things make heaven heaven. Number one is to be where Christ is. He said that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am. Whether it's in the paradise where his soul went to when he died on the cross, as he turned to the thief on the cross, the thief said to him, remember me, remember me today when you're in a paradise. Whether it's there with him, whether it's in the third heaven where his soul went to be and his body went to be when he ascended, Either way, where I am, where I am to be shortly, where I am to be eternally, that's where I want them. You know, we sing that old song out of the hymn book sometimes. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. Amen. Thank God this ain't the end. Thank God this ain't our eternal destination. Thank God this is not the end of the road. No. Listen. Christ spoke about our eternal home. He told us about where, where he's going. And, and listen, that's where we're going to be, amen? What did he say? I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. It's to be where Christ is. Now listen, I'm not being redundant when I say this, but it is to be with him where he is. It's not just being where he is, it's being with him where he is. We won't just be in the same wonderful place together where Christ is, but the happiness of that place will consist in the fact that we will be there in his presence, in what the Bible calls the fullness of joy. There'll be nothing to hinder that fullness of joy. I remember my dad was dying with cancer, and my daddy looked at me and he said, son, he said, when we, when we both get over there, he said, well, I, well, I know you there. And I said, Daddy, sure, sure you'll know me there. I said, down here we got all these problems, all these hang-ups, and, and, and pride gets in the way, and you don't express your true heart to me because you, you worry about how I'm going to look at you when you say this and humble yourself and lower yourself in my presence, and I'm your son. <coughs> and I probably don't say to you what I ought to say to you down here like I should because of sin and, the, and, and all these issues that we have. I said, but when we get there, there won't be anything holding us back. We'll know each other on a deeper level than we ever knew each other here. The Bible says I'll know even as I'm known. Isn't that something? The way God knows you now, you'll know him then. Whew. What a thought. Amen? What a thought. The very heaven of heaven is to be with Christ in company with him. In communion with him daily. Well, it won't be daily. It'll just be forever. It won't be no night. Amen. It'll be in an eternal day. Hallelujah. 
Paul said in Philippians 1.23, he said, for I'm in a strait betwixt two. He said, I'm in the middle of it. I don't know which way to go. Having a desire to depart, go and be with the Lord, to be with Christ, which is far better. He said, I don't know whether I'll stay here or whether I'll go on home. Either I, I, I'm really in a struggle because I love y'all, but I really love him. Amen? We shouldn't, we shouldn't fear going home. We shouldn't fear what this world can do to us because all it can do is destroy the body. It can't touch what's inside. I said three things make heaven heaven. To be where Christ is and to be with him where he is. And it is that the Bible says that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me. That they may behold my glory. Now I want you to notice something here. The glory of the Redeemer is the brightness of heaven. What makes heaven a wonderful place? It's Jesus. What makes heaven a bright place? It's Jesus. It says right there in the Word of God, Revelation 21, 23, And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. The Lamb of God, the glory of the Son of God, just the glory of, uh, of what he's done will, will light heaven for eternity. Amen. <clears throat> Christ will come in the glory of his Father, for he is the brightness of his glory. Christ showed his glory there, and he shows his grace here. Through Christ. He showed his grace to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. He'll show his glory to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. It says, My glory which thou hast given me. My glory which thou hast given me. Though he was still in his earthly body, that glory was very real and it was very close. He's just mere hours away. From the cross. <laughs> See the happiness. The happiness that we'll experience. The joy that we'll experience. In glory when we get there. It flows from beholding the glory of the Lamb of God. And we'll be able to look directly on his person then. We'll get to look right on Jesus. There won't be no veil. There won't be anything hindering. We with, 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 with perfect eyes with a perfect mind, with a perfect body, we'll be able to look on our perfect Savior and let that glory just flow through us. Job 19, 26 and 27. Job, way back yonder in the Old Testament, Job talked about this. And he said, And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. He, taught, he knew about a resurrected body way back then whom I shall see for myself, and mine eyes shall behold, <coughs> and not another, <coughs> though my reins be consumed within me. <coughs> though I'm dead, my body may be in a grave. Someday in my flesh, I'm going to stand before him and I'm going to see him in my flesh. In that day, then... We're going to see all the glorious things that God has done. It'll all be accomplished. 
we'll see where love springs from. We'll see where God's grace originates. Amen. We'll behold it with our eyes. We'll look on Christ's glory, and we'll know even as we're known. So upon what do we hope for heaven? Well, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Nothing other than the mediation of Christ, his payment, his blood for my sins, and the intercession of Christ. Why? Because he said, Father, I will. That's my desire, Father, that they be with me. That's the only reason I'm going. That's the only reason you're going. Because it's God's will. It's Christ's will that we be there. That's why he came. That's why he died. Our sanctification is our evidence. God wouldn't separate us and God wouldn't use us and God wouldn't, wouldn't clean us up for nothing. He has a plan. Because, you know what, if we truly have Christ living in us, guess what? We're going to have a desire to be pure before him. I didn't say we would be absolutely pure before him because this whole body gets in the way and this sin in our life that sometimes we can't get the victory over gets in our way. But (coughs) praise God, I have a desire, I have a will, I have a desire to please my, my Heavenly Father. And if you're saved, you do too. That's evidence that God is, the work of sanctification is taking place inside of you. And it's by his will that we're able. It's by Christ's power through us. It's by Christ's control, when we give him control, that we're even able to please God. Hebrews 10.10, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. We're set apart to God because he died. He gave his life for mine. Again, God doesn't look down and see me. He sees Christ. I'm covered with Christ. I'm in Christ. You're in Christ if you're saved. <clears throat> in Hebrews 2.10, the way Christ puts it, well, let's just read it first. For it became him for whom, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. So what what he's saying here is his own happiness would not be complete unless he had his redeemed to share in it with him. You see that? Listen to that again. It became him for whom are all things. Everything is for him. And by whom are all things? And everything is by him, not only for him, but by him in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. In other words, it's all done for a reason. It's all done for a purpose. And when it says to make the captain of their salvation perfect, he's already perfect. It means complete. How is it complete? How is he satisfied? By having all those he died and paid for, home with him, beholding his glory. And we get to the last of the verse, and we're almost done. For thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. So, here's the argument, if you will, to back up the request that he's making. 
So how do we know that God's going to give him what he asked for? Well, it's right here. For thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. And it's for this reason why he expected this glory. Thou will give it me for thou lovest me. God, you're going to give me what I asked for because you love me. I know you will. The honor and the power given to the Son as mediator. Why did God send Christ to do all that he did? It's founded in his love for him. It's because God loved the Son. That's the reason we're saved. Because of this great love that's settled in eternity. And it is settled in eternity. Twenty for the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth, and he will show him greater works than these that ye may marvel. Oh, the Father loves the Son. He's infinitely well pleased in all that he has done, and therefore has given all things into his hands. And this has been agreed upon in the divine councils in eternity. Revelation 13.9 puts it this way. Jesus is the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. That's hard to get your mind around, but you have to realize that, again, God sees the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning. <coughs> Time is a concept that God created. And if we had a box, which we don't, <laughs> be helpful if I had one. Well, we have a Kleenex box. We'll just stuff that in there. Let's see. In here is all that God ever created. We'll just pretend for a second. The universe, man, everything is all contained within that box. God can go in that box and do all he wants to anytime he wants to, but God's also outside that box. And God sees everything in it, and God made everything in it, and God knows every detail of everything in it. And before anything was done, it was settled in eternity that Christ would come and do all that he's done. And it was already settled that you and I would be in glory with him in eternity past. That takes a whole lot of pressure off of you, don't it? You can rest in his love. You can rest in his love. If you've been saved by his grace, if you have been washed by his blood, you can rest in his love. Realize that God has everything taken care of. Realize that God has everything planned. Christ expected that those who were given to him should be with him to share in his glory. Why? Because the Father loves the Son. And because the redeemed were not just a part. We're in him. We're in him. And the Father would not deny the Son anything that he asks. Amen? He loves the Son. And so you and I, when we look at this verse, Father, I will. Oh, he has all the authority to say to the Father, that's what I desire. And the Father says, well, it's yours. Because he wants to give the son exactly because the son has pleased him in every way. 
They always have been. The Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost have always been in perfect coordination and perfect agreement for forever and will always be forever. There's no dissension. There's no discrepancy. You and I, get your head around it. If you're saved this morning, you and I will someday stand in a perfect body without spot or stain. You and I will stand before a most holy and righteous God, the Son of the living God who shed His blood, who died in agony for mine and your sins, who paid our price. He'll stand before us someday and we'll look upon Him. And it won't be in any fear. won't be fear. We'll feel at home. It may take us a minute to get over that we're there. We'll have to shout. I may run around heaven two or three times just hollering and shouting. I hope I do. I want to. I just want to run all over just shouting glory hallelujah for a little while. Run back to the throne of God and fall down before him just and just, and just praise him and then get up and run some more. Amen. I don't know what I want to do, but I, I can't wait to see what's, behold, what's before us. Be encouraged, church. I want you to be encouraged. People out there that are lost, they don't, they don't have any clue about this. They don't have a future. This is the only heaven they're ever going to know. And What a pitiful, pitiful life that is. They need Jesus. You and I have the cure. You and I have the only cure. Let's be witnesses. What a, what a gift it is to share the knowledge of Christ with someone else and for God to work with you and draw them to the cross and see them trust Christ and know that what we've been talking about this morning is theirs free of charge. It's like it was mine free of charge and yours free of charge. We ought to praise our Savior. We ought to give God the glory today for what you and I have. Whether we won an election, we've won more, way more than that. Amen? We're going home someday. Praise God. Let's stand together. As we stand together, I wonder this morning if God spoke to your heart about something. I wonder this morning. There may be somebody listening to us this morning, and they're not sure if they died, they'd go to heaven. The only way a person can be saved is by putting their faith in what Christ has done on the cross of Calvary, that he died just as the Bible said he would, that he was buried just as the Bible said he would be, and that he rose from the grave just as the Bible said he would do. And he's alive forevermore. Death has been defeated. The the payment for sin has been made. And all one must do is come and believe and trust that Christ has done all that's necessary to take you to heaven. And if you'll trust him today, if you'll ask him to save you today, he'll he'll save you right this very instant. And I want to say to believers, listen, if maybe you say, Lord, Lord, I know I haven't been all that I ought to be, but I want to be more. I want to be closer to thee. I want I want to serve you more. I want to give you more of myself. Then tell him. Pour that out from your heart to him today. And and, and turn it over. God can take what we think doesn't amount to much and he can do a whole lot. Let's give ourselves to him willingly and freely. Let's pray. Father, help us now, Lord. Be with us in this moment, Lord, and I pray you'd speak to hearts. Talk to us today, Lord. Work on us and show us what we need to do. Father, I pray you bless this invitation now. I pray, Lord, for people all over the world that may be listening. 
I pray, the Lord, if this is our decision for someone, Lord, I pray that they come and make that decision quickly. Father, I ask you blessing now in Jesus' name. Amen. One, uh, 394. 394. I surrender all. <coughs> all to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily live. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. I want to sing that last stanza. All to Jesus I surrender. Lord, I give myself to Thee. Fill me with Thy love and power. Let Thy blessing fall on me. I surrender all, I surrender all, all to Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. Amen. Oh, that's what the Lord wants us to do. Just turn it all over to Him. Don't let don't let what's going on around you get you so down that you ain't willing to get up and do anything for God. Because that that's just what the devil wants. He wants us defeated. A defeated church will not do much. A powerless church <clears throat> there's really no reason for a church to exist if it has no power. It's just a supper club then. We need we need God's power. And we get the power when we get on our knees. And we pray, and that's what we got to do with everything in us. Pray for this nation. Pray for this church. Pray for your family. Pray for you. Pray that Satan doesn't steal anything from us. He may have stolen something from this country, but he doesn't have to steal anything from you personally. Because you know what? The same America I got up in last month is the same America I get up in today. And the changes that I can make that I could make a month ago, I can still make today. And I'm going to keep on doing it. Amen. And you just keep on making... Listen, you make your little corner of America great by sharing Jesus in it. That's the best thing you can ever do. Amen. All right. Well, we're going to be dismissed here in just a second. I do want to remind you, back in the in the kitchen, if you want to take time this morning, I can hang around here five, ten minutes. Y'all want to go back and look at it. And uh, if, you want to, if you want to look through the tracks, you're welcome to. If not... Be sure and do that tonight or Wednesday because, again, we're going to put them up before next weekend. But uh, I encourage you to do so. And be here tonight at 6. We're going to be back tonight at 6, and we'll be looking at some more commandments of Christ. All right. Any word from anybody before we dismiss? All right. Love you all. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and be dismissed. Brother Dan, dismiss us. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Oh, and by the way, next Saturday, that's the baby shower. Next Saturday, don't forget that. One o'clock? One o'clock next Saturday. See the little graph, the one, the little graph where no, it goes straight I, up. I, I have been looking at nothing because I know I wanted to know. Look at this. 